You're listening to Playback, a Variety iHeartRadio podcast. I'm your host, Variety Awards editor Chris Tapley. We're changing things up this week with comic book legend Rob Liefeld. Deadpool 2 is crashing into theaters this weekend, and it seemed like a good time to catch up with the guy who created characters like Cable, Domino, and Deadpool himself. We talk about that and the overall comic book movie landscape, which is clearly rocking Hollywood to its core. So sit tight. This is Playback. sat here. Henry yes. Winkler sat here, man. Now, just a moment ago. Warm. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I told Deborah, I said, tell Henry, I said, hey. Hey. I'm sure he's never heard that before. Yeah, exactly. And hit the jukebox. Come on, Fonzie. <laughs> your, your buddy's in trouble. Who? Lewis. Why? He did an interview this morning and he opened his mouth and the box has already pulled the interview and shut him up. <laughs> he was just telling me that you guys are like... It's drilled into you to get away but from I do not I, know gonna I do not I do not break I'm good Fox loves me because I've never screwed up did I say never yet never <laughs> today is my day today, today. No, today is kidding. my day <laughs> isn't that crazy though like you, you're gonna they protect these franchises you know I mean they yeah but from what you know some people find out something who cares spoiler well, culture is a little one, crazy is, isn't it this one is really like um, we've not told what the plot of this movie is, you're not going to find out. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, they've done a really good job. I mean, people have uh, – I had a guy call me and tell me – not not tell me. On social media, he's like, I'm incensed that Cable is a bad guy in this movie and he's a villain. And I said, you got all that from a minute and 40 seconds of trailers? Because I said, you know, most of those trailers are skits. Actual footage you've seen is a minute and 40? Yeah. I said, so you figured out a two-hour movie on a minute – and I, like I told Paul, he was actually really reasonable. He goes, it's a really good point, man. <laughs> okay. I'll wait and see the movie. Awesome. That's what that's what I think the studios, these people take a, a bit and they run a narrative. Yeah. All right. Well, we are recording, my friend. All right, everyone. We're here today with Rob Liefeld, the creator of characters like Deadpool, Cable, Domino, all of whom will be in Deadpool 2, releasing this weekend. So we're changing it up a bit. We've got a comic book guy in here this I week. I love it. Thank you. How you doing, Rob? Thanks for I'm coming great. on the show, Thanks man. for having me. Appreciate it. I wanted to have you in here, obviously, uh, focus on, talk about Deadpool, but uh, I also wanted to get your perspective just on where we're at, like the comic book movie landscape. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's a fascinating landscape to me because it's actually not new. I mean, certainly it's dominant now, mm-hmm. but you go back, you look like Superman 2, three Batman movies throughout the 90s. Yeah. These movies in their time won the opening weekend yeah. box office records. So it's like these. there's been popularity with this genre for a, quite a long time. Uh, lately, it's super dominant. Uh, and I'm just curious what you think <clears throat> about that landscape, especially because things are so dominant at a time where it seems like comic book sales are trending downward. So... Why do you think there's such oh, a... Oh, man, this is such a great question. Let, let me tell you something. I'll go straight to the heart of what you asked about what you said about the Batman franchise. The comic book movies had to move beyond him to get any any belief from from the town, the studios, the filmmakers. Because of the Adam West TV show and the cartoons, and they just said, oh, well, that's Batman. Batman always does well. Now, certainly the movie, the first movie with Keaton and Nicholson, extremely well. But... In the early 90s, when I was called to every executive suite, 
everybody wanted to get into the comic book business, the comic book movie business. And they would sit there, and I, I appreciated the honesty on behalf of a couple of them. I was on the board of Marvel Comics. I know comics are big. I don't know about anything you're doing, but I know Batman does well, and we should do a movie. And I was like, I don't want to be in business with this guy. This, this, is, this is the road to nowhere. And then these are the guys that do the Jack Ryan movies, Patriot Games, whatever. They think it's a good idea to have comic book movies. And then I meet with them, and I'm telling you, man, they didn't know anything about comics. They just knew that on the ledger, Batman had made some money. But nobody went forward. The Marvel movies certainly weren't getting any traction in the 90s, early 90s. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was sitting with the uh, president of Paramount, John Goldwyn is his name. He went on to be a producer on like uh, that serial killer show, uh, Dexter. Mm -hmm. He was a president of Paramount. He had sought me out in the early 2000s. He liked Youngblood because of the genetic manipulation of the characters. Because he had transformed his own body through working out and all this. He, this is all the stuff he told me. And I was like, wow, this, I, this is interesting, his, his perspective. Well, I live in Orange County, which is an hour and a half from here. So when I get called up to a meeting <laughs> by the president of Paramount, I assume it's pretty good news. But drove me all the way up to, to inform me, and he whipped out a chart. I could not believe it. I had a chart. Rob, we've uh, done some internal examining of this superhero trend that's going on right now. By that time, you'd had one Spider-Man movie and maybe two X-Men's. And he said... We believe this is a bell curve, and we believe this bell curve is going to end, and we would be in, by our estimates, in the middle of making our movie at the best-case scenario. Best case. The development goes great, and the bell curve would be over, and we would be hold, left holding the bag, and that's just not a situation we could be, be in. And I said, hey, man, I could not disagree with you more. You have guys who have claws coming out of their hands. You have people who are literally flaming on. You have Spider-Man swinging across the sky in Manhattan. You can't go back to Bruce Willis with his bare feet on glass and a gun in a building. It's just, we've moved beyond that. We are now in next, this is what special effects were made for. And these are rich characters, but superpowers is going to become the game of the day. It's, 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 it's where we're going to be enticed. And not just the visual of the superpowers, the responsibility and all the conflict that comes with it. And I said, and next time, just call me. Just call me and tell me you're not doing it. I don't need to drive all the way up here for you to tell me that you got a chart. And, 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 and that is such a rich memory for me because I remember going, he is 100% wrong. And to find out that I was 100% right. And uh, Paramount, if you examine their history, other than distributing the Marvel films briefly before Disney bought them, just in distribution, distribution deals, they, did, they never made a comic book movie. The other thing that you think as you're walking to get in your car – They've, they're going to make another comic movie. They just haven't announced it yet. That's why mine got dealt out of the deal. Didn't happen. They did not make a comic movie. They got into the Transformers business. Mm -hmm. But the uh, the fact that and, and and you just go that's what I'm up against. That's what I'm, that's what Kevin Kevin Feige broke through. That's yeah. first on the X Men movies, then with Iron Man. And look, man, <clears throat> I remember in 2006, Wall Street Journal downgrading Marvel as a stock right. because all they had and, and I've got it at home. D list characters. That's all that's left. Yeah. Spider-Man, the X-Men, and the Fantastic Four are spoken for. All they've got is Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. And I just laughed. And now where we're at is these are giant drama spectacles. It's soap opera. The way Marvel rolls it out, you can't miss the next chapter. You can't. They, yeah. they just make it impossible for you to skip it. Yeah. The interesting take is how anybody else gets in the door. Because Marvel has locked it up. I, I don't ever believe, I, I believe, because as I've told you before when we've spoken, I have a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, and an 18-year-old as of today. And uh, 
they have adopted these films as their mythology. Yeah. And I, my son, so I, his name's Luke. He might have been influenced by Star Wars because his dad was obsessed with it. <laughs> but I handed, I made sure he, Luke's, my oldest first movie was uh, Revenge of the Sith. And I took him to the theater. He's five years old. And I saw his mind get blown away by Star Wars. And I knew I had a convert right there. He's going to do that with his kid, whatever Marvel movie's coming out. Yeah. And that kid is going to completely, because it, we'd have to jump to the, that suddenly, jump to the conclusion that suddenly the, the movies are going to be poorly made. And yeah. I think as long as Faggy's there, hey, Kevin, it's five year Faggy. I always mistake it, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> it, as long as he's there guiding it, Obviously, the, the quality level is going to maintain. I mean, he's that franchise's Kathleen Kennedy. You yeah. know, I mean, so, but I, the long the long answer is I've encountered it. Yeah. Batman was seen as just Batman's success. Well, there's Batman. Well, Batman's always been part of the culture. Right. It was. I'm telling you, man, they just believed Batman was his own thing. And that's why they couldn't break through with anything else. D, um, DC will keep getting a shot because... People want to see good versions of those characters. Yeah. They are also beloved. Yeah. But Marvel, I believe the future is 10 years from now, we're still talking about their dominant franchise. And it's crazy because DC, Warner Brothers, they had a huge head start here. They did. I mean, that stuff was under their purview for a very long time. Uh, and, you know, it takes vision, I guess. Uh, somebody with passion for the characters to see. I mean, this is stuff that us geeks were talking about for years was how cool would it be if we could just see all these characters share a universe on screen. It's like people have been talking about it, wanting it for so long. It's amazing. It took some, someone so long to pull the trigger, and they only took so long because Marvel, because they're waiting for all these properties to come back under their their scope. So, And I believe, like, I mean, I said this to my kid the other day. I go, look, do you remember two years ago when the biggest cinematic event of our time was going to be the Justice League? They're coming together <laughs> yeah. on screen. They're coming together. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, they're coming together. Um, the thing is, if you look back, because I love that social media always tells us what's happening 15 years ago this day or, yeah. you know, this day. It always has the nostalgia factor. And I think it was like last week was uh, 15 years since the first Spider-Man. And mm -hmm. you go, so 15 years we've had three Spider-Men. And the new one seems like the favorite. Yeah. I mean, Tom, don't, I don't want to refer to him as a product. Tom Holland. Yeah. You know, but you go, we've already done McGuire. And forgive me, I'm blanking on. Andrew Garfield. Brilliant Andrew Garfield. Who kind of got the short end because I thought he was great. Yeah, but uh, he was really passionate to play the characters. He was so, and he was great. The, yeah. the, the second movie really let him down. That's yeah. my opinion. The yeah. second movie looked like a 1998 Batman movie. Yeah. It, it felt like we've gone way, we've just gone backwards. Yeah, uh, and again, the fans are too savvy for that. They're too. They've they've now sampled so many 19 Marvel Disney films. Oh, yeah. I mean that's <laughs> that's a lot, right? And yeah. uh, you know, like I said, my my. Uh, I think my kids, my, my, you know, my, my son's birthday fell on two years ago and he turned 16 when civil war came out mm -hmm. and his mother and I drove all 12 kids to the theater. And they, that was it. I mean, that's, these are birthday parties, man. Yeah. They, I got, I was searching through his birthday picture today and there it was him and his buddies all standing in front of the civil war banner. And he, I mean, these are, are event films. And, and I'm telling you, man, I've been in comics 32 years professionally, 32 years. So it is since you were like four years old. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, it has blown. It is. It is. I remember NBC put on a Hulk movie 
that had Thor on it, the trial of the Incredible Hulk. And fandom was so excited. And the Thor portrayal at the time didn't suck. And they kind of played (laughs) up the rousing Viking. And I remember all of us watching it and being so thrilled. And and the Daredevil one was decent. They did two. and, And you're like, oh, it was like, this is the best we get. This is the best we get. And, and now you look back at those days and go, oh, we've moved way beyond this. Like, totally. You know, so. What did you think of uh, Infinity War? Uh, it was as big as I expected. It had great pairings, great uh, uh, fights. Like, like, and I, you understand, I, I think I've expressed this to many. Up until that point, they all seem like they have the same power. And, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> Captain America... Iron Man, Spider-Man, and the Hulk are not the same power levels in the comics. When I was a kid, they each in, in one of the Spider-Man annuals in the back, they had groupings. Power level A, power level yeah. B. And like the ultimate was like Silver Surfer and Doctor Strange. Yeah. And so to see in this movie that finally, because in the films, it seems like Cap can take a punch from Hulk and and Iron Man and Cap can have a fisticuffs. And yeah. you're like, in the comics, Iron Man is way more powerful. But <laughs> I, I don't know what the deal is, but they all seem like they're same, the same power level. Yeah. And probably Luke Cage could walk in and, and have the same power level from, from the TV show. But seeing Doctor Strange at a different power level was befitting the story. Yeah. And uh, not surprisingly, my favorite, uh, Thor and Doctor Strange were my most compelling characters in the film. I thought they had the most fun or most to do. And then obviously, I, I got to tell you, I mean, <clears throat> last year, Andy Serkis got all that run. Yeah. Deservedly so for Caesar every time he plays yeah. the, the 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 Planet of the Apes role. I, I believe Josh He's should amazing. be up for an Academy Award for his portrayal of Thanos. The mocap alone deserves awards. We had alone. we had the Russos in here, and I told them I, I I was like I didn't know if I expected him to phone it in, but I just didn't expect such a full performance. Yeah, like that, and it was so compelling. Jo- uh, Josh had warned me ahead of time that it was his film. Mm-hmm. This is really my film. You know, I mean, I was like, uh, I'm like, okay. And uh, you hear that and you go, ah, it's, uh, there's 30 superheroes in there, Josh. I don't know. It's like, and then you go, oh, it really, it really is Thanos' film. And when Mantis is on his shoulders uh, and they're fighting him and she's trying to calm him down and there's mm-hmm. a really tight shots of his face going through all the spectrum of emotions as he tries to regain his anger and she's trying to pull him back and <clears throat> calm him, the, the expressions and the, the work it was flawless. Yeah. I'm like I, like they genetically created Thanos, and you go no no no. I love that Marvel put out that photo of Josh mm-hmm. with the stick behind him with the high Thanos picture and mm-hmm. all the green dots and the black. The appreciation for, I mean, what he had to do is is incredible. Yeah. Um, and I would also say this if he was not Cable. Um, I was that <laughs> impressed. I was so I, I think Infinity War. Look again. I also see it through my kids' eyes. I told you my son told me that it was the biggest cinematic event of his generation and saw Iron Man when he was eight infinity war when he was 18. This is a culmination of everything they promised. And he freaking, it's gotta be amazing. He loved it. I mean, I don't know how, if you're, you know, plugged in with any of those guys over there, have any idea where they're going with it. I I assume maybe not, but if you want to speculate speculate with me, I mean, spoilers, if you haven't seen infinity war somehow and listening to this, but uh, where do you think they're going to go? I literally spent weeks now it's two weeks later. I've kind of been distracted by Deadpool, and I'm not thinking about it as much. Mm. But I literally, I'm like, is there a time jump? Mm-hmm. Is there a there, the only spoiler? Is to me, there's one giant thing that's been looming in the press, and the fact that they're making another Spider-Man movie yeah. like this summer that 
makes it difficult to take on face value some of the stuff that happened in the film. Yeah. So I'm just not certain, and I, I am as anxious as anybody. I think they probably know they have the most anticipated trailer of all time mm-hmm. because we'll all see what they're doing when that yeah. comes together. I mean, I got to be honest. I was I left a little confused. Um, I, I didn't. I knew I'd be devastated. I didn't expect to be confused, and I was a little confused as to what I had just watched. Probably expected other characters to perish, right? A couple of them I thought were queued up for momentous yeah. uh, deaths, and when it didn't happen, I got to be honest. I was like, "Oh wait, that, is it going to? Is there going to be a better opportunity than that?" <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I felt the whole spectrum of emotions. It was you, your your shock and awe. You're impressed by the performances. You're excited by the pairings. I mean, dude. Hemsworth, Colin, Raccoon, Rabbit never got old to me. Yeah. Never. I mean, he must have done it ten times. And then, <laughs> and here's my friend, Tree. Oh, that maybe my funny. I mean, I think that stuff is just the gold of the movie. That is golden. Yeah. And, and and Drax, this is a pirate <laughs> married to an angel or whatever, however he described it. I'm certain Look, I'm invisible. Yes. Oh, that was great. You can't see me. I mean, so so they had great bits. There's really good stuff. Uh, you know what, what's interesting is IMDb. Uh, released the screen time and it was great. I, I did a quiz with my kids the other day because I, I got it and, and you can see like who had the most screen time on, in the film and, and mm-hmm. you go, Christopher Evans is on screen for four minutes and 22 seconds. That's it. That's it. And they've got everyone's, wow. it's great. You'll get consumed. When you get it, you'll be consumed by it. <laughs> um, obviously, Josh is 29 and a half minutes yeah. on screen. Uh, in a two-hour movie though, you go 20, but I mean, it literally gives you how much everyone is in the movie and it's, that's the great thing about it is the balance of yeah. all of it. Uh, yeah, and to your point about you know being skeptical of of those who who appear to die in the movie. I mean, also like Black Panther just is about to tap out at seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to think. That's it. That's and that's you know my kids. My 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 youngest son, uh, fifteen years old, was like. Give me a break," <laughs> he said. "Dad, they didn't know how how big Black Panther was going to be. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Jordan said to me. It's the first thing he said to me. And I'm like, okay, don't say that too loud. We're at the premiere. Don't say that. Like, we have to act like that's we totally didn't see that coming either. Um, yeah. So no, I mean, look, it, it's going to be great to see how. In my mind, okay, in my mind, I wonder if they're all in a different. Are they all in a realm that they have to fight their way back? That's my first thought. Is me too. They're actually. all joined in a realm where they're going to see each other in some weird lavender filter, and they're all going to. I know nothing. I'm making this up, yeah, yeah. and they're all going to have to find their way back. In the meantime, clearly Tony Stark's going to take point and yeah. try and rally everyone, yeah. and then we don't know how. Clearly, Captain Marvel's going to factor into it. Yeah. So, and we have the clues of, of Strange making the decision he makes exactly, which know. which makes Tony so yeah. important. Yeah. But I'm I'm telling you, that, but then then Strange disappeared. I was so like I said, Doctor Strange <laughs> is my co-star of the film. He's you got to understand the Doctor Strange comics when I was growing up. Uh, Frank Brunner, Marshall Rogers, Paul Smith, Michael Golden, some of the best art and stories ever produced with that character. Yeah. And uh, I'm such, I adore that character and uh, seeing how he was portrayed and how powerful and how just, I love when he said, I, I, actually, can I say that I like Cumberbatch with an American accent better? I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, he, I love when he talks, when he talks smack to Tony Stark and he's like, well, yeah, I'm maybe the one person who doesn't work for you. Douchebag. I was like, wow. Yeah, hearing like, Dr. Strange say douchebag. Was yeah. A trip. That was great. That was great. <laughs> Uh, let's get into Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool. I want to start. You know, like, yeah. I know the history. I know. I know Ryan's history of trying to make it happen. Uh, I know the history of the various companies that tried to put something together. But all of that being said, yeah. 
you're the guy to ask, why did it take so long to get a faithful rendition of this character on the screen? And even whenever that version was greenlit, there was trepidation. There was. I'll do it. I'll jump on the sword. I'll do it. I, you know, <laughs> I don't really work in the movie business. Mm-hmm. I don't work. I, this is not. My, I am a comic book creator. I derive ninety percent of my income from comic books and the comic book world. So I kind of have always been able to navigate and speak freely. And the answer is two words: Tom Rothman. Tom Rothman, ladies and gentlemen, he is now the president of Sony. I wish him well. Good for you. Uh, he's a canny. Uh, uh, operator in the business, obviously very smart, produced a lot of movies. Uh, I had a one-on-one meeting with him when I had a project with Will Smith in 1998. Mm-hmm. And um, when he gets in his mind to dismiss something, he was very dismissive towards us. I am sitting with Will Smith, the biggest star of two summers. Will Smith has give, granted me his favor, said, I'm going to attach myself to your screenplay. The project was called The Mark. We went and saw all of the different studio heads over a two-day period. Very exciting. Great memory. Will was as charismatic, as devoted, as uh, 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 just compassionate about the project. But we probably didn't make it through 10 minutes, and Rothman dismissed it. Hmm. Didn't see it, Morgan. Not going to happen. Not with him, not with anybody. And we were gone. And, uh, uh, you know, the funny thing is over the years, Rhett and Paul, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick and uh, Tim Miller, if I could show you some of the crazy pants ideas that were being tossed around about how to get this movie attention enough to get it made. Uh, this is post the footage. You understand it. When Tim Tim came on, and uh, I read the script in 2010 and was blown away. I loved the nonlinear aspects, all the stuff that stayed in the movie, mm-hmm. the, R-rate, the R-rated nature of all of it, how mm-hmm. the raunch, the violence. I just said... People will eat this up. They've never seen anything like this. And when you read it, it was a small movie. It seemed like a small, right out of film school Tarantino movie because right. there was not a lot of big in it. But it was relentless. It was funny. Uh, it was paced wonderfully. And uh, so I'd read it. I had started campaigning for it online. It got a lot of juice. I got some websites to carry it. I thought I'm trying to be a good soldier here. I'm trying to help. Uh, right after the script came in, Rothman just was not committal, but didn't allow it to die. I can tell you, I'm not, it's not my story to tell you all the directors that passed on it, sure. but I got some juicy ones. Um, and I would always contact Rhett. Rhett, what did he say? Uh, Rob, it didn't go so good. Because Rhett was my point guy. Uh, when I saw the movie the other day, I, 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 I talked to Ryan and then I immediately called Rhett because he always was really kind to me and was always keeping me in the know. Mm-hmm. And I said in the email, you've always been my point guy. You've always told me. So I just want to tell you how great Deadpool 2 came out from beginning to end. But Rhett would always tell me, yeah, oh, this guy wasn't and this guy was And I was like, you know, some of these directors should have directed Deadpool, but I'm glad they didn't because Tim did. And yeah. it was great. So Tim comes on board. I get a phone call. I'm coaching my kid's flag football team. And I get a phone call. And I don't know the number. And I pick it up and he says, hey, Rob, I'm Tim Miller. This is 2011, early 2011. Uh, I want to introduce myself. I got your number. I hope you don't mind. I'm doing Deadpool. I want to, you know, uh, just make contact with you and, and and get you in into the process. So I was there the day that they shot the um, uh, the, the 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 two minute teaser, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like, look at this all green screen and guys, <laughs> you know, with 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 broomsticks. I mean, it was just crazy. And they showed me what was done, and I'm going to tell you, I'm like, this is it. When I saw the finished, I'm like, this is this is getting a green light. It's getting a green light. That's that's 2011. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're going to we're, we're getting the green light. It's happening. And uh, yeah, that didn't happen. 
And uh, I, he he was kind enough to let me come up to Blur Studios, uh, which at that point was um, it's in Culver City now, but I forget where it was then. Uh, maybe Manhattan Beach, and uh, come up to and he had a great theater room. And I would just I'd bring friends all the time, and we lived off of the two and a half minute footage. Uh, so nothing <laughs> seemed to push Rothman over the edge. I thought for sure when he saw how great Deadpool looked and moved, and 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 how the jokes, you know came off and just the combination. I thought it was a, because the movie never had a big budget, but for whatever reason, we had an opponent to the film. And when yeah. he left Fox uh, is, I, I can tell you, I was standing behind uh, and entering into an after party, fortunate enough to be at one of these after parties. And I, uh, Jim Giannopoulos, who was the president of Fox and greenlit Deadpool, who's now at Paramount. And I have a movie called the Vengeline mm-hmm. about a fallen angel at Paramount. So I'm just trying to make all these connections. I said, Jim, Hey, it's Rob. Because I had seen him through the end of the Deadpool process, certainly on the promotional tour and everything. And he goes, Rob, hey. And I said, I just want to thank you again for pulling the trigger and making Deadpool. And he goes, Rob. And James Gunn, if you're listening, (laughs) here, I'm going to go on record. Jim goes, Rob, you know what really, what really convinced us was Guardians when Guardians of the Galaxy opened. It was so big. And (laughs) that Monday at our meeting, Emma put the Deadpool script on the table and said, you know, we've got that right here. We've got that right here. Emma is the pre- uh, president of production. Right. And she goes, ours is a little raunchier. We can do this with an R-rated tinge to it. And Jim goes, uh, I-, I just, Guardians really showed us what, what, what we could do and what was, we were capable of. And it's funny because I've had a lot of my agent, my manager, they've always said, Guardians, Guardians kicked that door wide open. So I'm going to tell you, man, that's end of... That's end of uh, 2014. 2014, and yeah. we still didn't get a green light for a year, dude. So, like, it's this was crazy. So, there's your long, but man, I just sewed together about six years in about 15 minutes. No, but, sure. but I'm telling you, man, I literally, I'll tell you how completely uh, numb and disassociated with it I had become was so the footage leaks after San Diego perfectly. Everyone gets home from San Diego. It's about 1030 at night Pacific. That means every San Diego ends at five o'clock. If you're on the West Coast, it takes three hours to get home anyway. If you're on the East Coast, you're, you're settled down and you're, it, the show is over. You have mm-hmm. access to your computer. You're going to get hit by a tweet. Boom, the footage. The most brilliant leak ever constructed, in my opinion. <laughs> Everyone, suddenly Deadpool becomes the talk, talk of the convention circuit. And I thought, give us 72 hours. We're going we're gonna to get green light, right? Still nothing. About six weeks later, I'm upstairs in my artist loft where I, where I work, and uh, my kid runs up to me. My my, he's, so he's he's 15. Dad, Dad, they're making Deadpool. Dad, Dad, they're making Deadpool. I said, Son, no, 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 that's a, just a bad rumor. I saw that the other day too. Son, that's not true. No, Dad, Dad, it's Deadline.com. They're making Deadpool, and I'm telling you, I get I get a little emotional because I did. I cried. <laughs> I think like a baby. I was like, and it wasn't just for me, man. It was for Tim and Rhett and Paul and everybody who had been along this process. 2010, that script, the script you saw in 2016 is written in 2010. Yeah. Like that's, that's six years. Most of the, mo- most stuff like that scripts that sit in language for five, six years, even if they're champion, they don't make it. They yeah. don't, they, they fall by the wayside. We are so lucky that no one ever came in, did a rewrite, did two rewrites, did, well, yeah. I've got a new direction on Deadpool. Yeah. They stuck with the source material. And uh, so that was, I mean, and I said, like, literally, I was still dismissing him. And he ran up. He literally shoved 
his iPad in front of my face to show me <laughs> deadline.com. And that's when, oh, and, and Tim's like, we're making it happen, dude. And I mean, so then that's, I think that's October, or late September, or October. And then, I mean, they're, they're, they're shooting in February. So yeah. it, it, it suddenly went from never happening, fast track. What's interesting, too, is just predating all of that, uh, the glimpses we got of him in, in visual media. I mean, Morph turning into him yes. on the animated yes. series. Everybody's like, whoa, that was Deadpool for yep. a second. That was awesome. You know, little things like that. Oh, look, look I, I get all the, I'll get all the receipts, <laughs> all the toys. Deadpool was in plastic. From 1992 all the way through, you know, present. I mean, all the statues, all the action figures. And then I'm going to tell you the, the, the great thing, and this was so funny because I would never be douchey and tell my kids, oh, your dad made this and that. No, that's not. They didn't even process. They're five and they're three or they're seven and they're five. Mm-hmm. Um, where they got to know Deadpool was there was a run from 2008 to 2011. Marvel put him in Ultimate Alliance. He was mm-hmm. an unlockable character. He was hysterical, action-packed. Everybody loved to play him. And then he was a level on, I think, Spider-Man, Dark something, Dark Universe. He was like level four, the mm-hmm. Deadpool level. Then uh, what broke him through, because it was a Saturday afternoon. I'd gone out to lunch. I came back. Every kid in the neighborhood is piled on our couches, and they're playing the, uh, the, the Xbox and it's Deadpool battling Deadpool on the Marvel versus Capcom because mm-hmm. I went out and bought that game. My kids obviously they love they love Marvel video games. So you got Ultimate Alliance. Also, Cable was in that too. But you got Deadpool and Mar- Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the Spider-Man game, and then I'm telling you, man, Marvel versus Capcom. I don't know a Capcom. I don't know a single kid who didn't love playing it's a Deadpool. Huge game for me. He was yeah. monster in that game. Yeah. And uh, breaks out the giant gun. Yes, yes. Cable would do the same thing. And 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 so as you said, thank you for like. Deadpool lived in all media except film. Except yeah. film. He was statues, T-shirts, clothes, yeah. apparel. And I'll, I'll tell you, man, I, I give a shout-out to the cosplayers. I, I really I felt yeah. like they were um, Keeping around alive. 2006, yeah. man. They started showing up. And then it really built to a crest in the late 2000s. Uh, and now you can't go to a show and see I, – I, I'll, I'll see 30 Deadpools every show I go to. Yeah. And, and there are characters who maybe had traction two, three years ago. They're not out there anymore because cosplayers like to move on and do a new character. Mm-hmm. Deadpool is – that army is strong. That yeah. army is strong. Uh, let's talk about the new movie a little yeah. bit. Like I said, three of your enduring creations are yes. in this. Deadpool, Cable, Domino, yes. uh, Shatterstar also. Shatterstar's in the commercial. You can't, you can't, you can't hide him, right? Throw that I, mean, in there. I, I, I thought it was a secret. And then I, I woke up eight o'clock one morning, and there's the commercial. I'm Shatterstar. I'm like, okay, I guess we're not hiding that anymore. Um, also, Miranda Bachran, Vanessa, that uh-huh. she, that that she she is, and and right after Wolverine Origins, I was invited up to uh, the Donner mm-hmm. production offices because they wanted to get Deadpool right. They realized right after Origins, they so they called my agent. My agent put me in the room. I very exciting afternoon, kind of breaking story ideas and telling them. I mean, I couldn't believe the words came out of my mouth. Don't put Cable in the first Deadpool movie. If you're going to do a Deadpool movie, don't weigh him down. That's too much information. Stay on Deadpool. But they said, Rob, do we have his um, romantic interest be Vanessa or Siren? And I said, Vanessa, it's got to be Vanessa. Don't do Again, Siren's complicated. She has she has obvious superpowers, a lineage to another. It's like basic. Just keep it basic. Yeah. And then Miranda Bacharin is just that chemistry between – Ryan and her, mm-hmm. Wade and Vanessa is is gold. Yeah. So I mean, look, I love seeing them all. It, it, it thrills me, but this it does seem like a a, a smorgasbord of Liefeld. It, you it must feel time. like a proud papa. Is the question? Uh, or, no, you know, it's Christopher just Ryan, like... I could not be. 
uh, more excited now. It, it did not come out. It didn't come without gray hairs along yeah. the way. The casting of Cable and Domino stressed me out. Stressed me out like few things have ever stressed me out because you, you didn't want to get it wrong. Yeah. Like I and I and I, I I would practice. How am I going to conduct myself if someone I can't stand is cast as Cable? <laughs> because I'm going to get. You haven't lived until so 2009. Yeah, for about six years. You're. I go to conventions. I'm in the public. Hey, Lightbound, what's up with Wolverine Origins, man? Did that sucker what? <laughs> that becomes your calling card. And you have to, and you know what I did? I, see, I had rehearsed it. I had rehearsed it even t- summer 2000, 2009. I said, well, you know, it's a start. It's just a start. It's not the end of the journey. It's just the start. We're going to get there. We're going to get. And even I was like, oh, if I say it's a start one more time, I'm going to pass out because I don't know that it's a start, but I'm spinning. I'm spinning it. Yeah. So I'm like, how am I going to spin if somebody I can't stand gets to be cable? Um, and so I, I, I feel like we hit the lot, the lotto with uh, Josh. Brolin's doing some interesting stuff to make it, uh, you know, it, it looks, he looks a little different, you know, yeah, than yeah, your yeah. rendition, obviously. Uh, you know, it's. He's got that sweet haircut. He's got that hipster yeah, hair. Yeah, he's got the hair. He's, you know, but there's he, that scar. There's that glowing mm-hmm. eye, and there's that awesome cybernetic arm, which oh, looks. It's great, great to finally see him. In no, 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 dude. He's know? he's really, um, he's. Tr- I, I I can't imagine anybody uh, along the way. And trust me, there weren't a, there weren't a whole lot of them that I I thought were the right. Because I mean, we're talking forty plus. Actors and guys you never heard of. Yeah. No, 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 guys you heard of that you never heard how deep they petitioned. Right. Because because the wrestlers put it out there on Front Street that they wanted to be Cable. So they're like, oh, oh yeah. Who were, some, who were some of those? Um, uh, who was it? Uh, well, oh, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. But certainly um, I love him. He's not a wrestler. Obviously, he's a good actor. Is uh, the Avatar guy. Stephen Lang petitioned. Oh, Stephen Lang. Yeah, Ron Perlman petitioned. Yeah. All, but I'm, 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 I'm missing the the sports personalities i'm just blanking right now yeah. but there were there were guys who were out there banging the drums and i should be considered look at me and i'm like <laughs> let's not look at you that's not gonna happen let's, please please they've let's all got happen. the build yeah yeah josh is great he's so great and his chemistry with ryan uh with 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 wade is is terrific but i gotta tell you um i do not think audiences are ready for how much they are gonna walk out and be in love with Zazzy Beats as Domino, she, uh, she looks awesome. is she, yeah. she's phenomenal. She's yeah. it's not how she looks, it's how it's how she plays. She's I I, I really um just I'm like people don't know they they have they've 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 hinted at her but they haven't given you the full breadth. And I got to tell you, man, that's like the the wizards in the Fox, you know, marketing and Ryan and the fact that they keep showing you like two minutes of the movie just yeah. from different angles. And making you think you're seeing all of it is great because they're not showing you like lar. Most of the movie has remained hidden, yeah. which for me, I think it matters. They worked. They want. They wanted to keep it under wraps. Yeah, for sure. And so it's good. It's good stuff. You're gonna have fun. I uh, just want to get into two more things before I let you go. Uh, your extreme universe. Yeah. You know, you get this deal with Netflix. Yes. Uh, developing it with Kiva Goldsman. Yes, he's great. Winning screenwriter, producer. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what you can talk about, what you want to talk about, what what, what there is to talk about. No. What I'm curious about is, you know, this is going to be your characters like yes. Bloodstrike, Brigade, yes. Blood Wolf, yes. uh, Cybrid, uh, uh, Kaboom, Rejects. Yeah, all, yes, all, all these all guys. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a set family of characters. Are you interested in writing new characters into this universe? Like, wh- wh- what kind of writing would you do on this project? You know what? I have a re- the the for about three years, my manager. 
he, my, let me backtrack. My manager has represented writers for the last decade. He's really good with breaking stories, scripts. He's for about four years. I just tutored under him, and I and I and I read. I wrote probably four or five screenplays, and uh, and he would you know really come at me, reapproach, reapproach the the stuff. The the last thing I wrote was a reject screenplay because I figured I know this. I know exactly the voice I wanted to have in this. I want, I know the angle and, uh, that is, is, is going to be something that I, you know, I've told Akiva, this is the one I'm going to champion, uh, from my perspective. But mm-hmm. Akiva also said to me, Rob, I'm very difficult on writers. <laughs> and as he's saying that you're looking at the Oscar over his shoulder on the mantle. Um, <laughs> right. and you go, yeah, you kind of won an Academy award for being a brilliant writer. I get it. Uh, so, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a writer's room. Yeah, that's being uh, selected right now. When it gets announced, it'll you know when everyone is signed. Because again, you you call and you solicit people, but yeah. they have to see if they have the openings and then make the deals. Uh, you know, as as your guys, as your listeners, no doubt are aware, any deal that you hear took a year to make. Yeah. I mean, this Netflix. Uh, first of all, Kiva is very passionate. Uh, I, I don't feel like I'm in any hurry going back to being a comic book person mm-hmm. to sell any of my stuff short. Uh, I, I don't need to cash out on my characters. I, I feel I feel like I've protected them for 25 years. I'll continue to protect them. There were a couple opportunities that I really wasn't thrilled about, but I was told to consider, and uh, I kind of went down that path, and I didn't like where it led. And but Akiva was still there, and. Uh, when I met with him, he sold me on his passion. He came at me with a pitch for Evangeline that sold me in the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's just enough. It's just different enough, but completely retains the original. But it's got a fresh approach that uh, we we he and I made that deal like 48 hours later and Paramount bought it like 72 hours later. Mm-hmm. So I believe in Akiva. And I also a uh, huge fan of uh, the stuff he's done with Star Trek Discovery. And the reason I'm bringing this up, he was like telling me how how much pressure it was to launch a genre show for the streaming platform yeah. i mean there was the good fight and then there was star trek discovery and star trek discovery obviously had a giant priority because mm-hmm. of what it is and uh that was a huge success for cbs and the star trek franchise and then the funny thing is i am uh the co-creator of the female dove don granger mm-hmm. and he had a dove statue when i walked in and told me i'm doing the titan show and uh I would be on the set with him uh, today uh, were it not for all the Deadpool press I'm doing because they're doing a, another very heavy Hawk and Dove uh, episode. And, uh, you know, Akiva is – he speaks fluent comic book. Uh, and, and, and between Star Trek and between Titans and watching him work and watching his passion, and Titans is now going to launch the DC streaming network. So it's like he speaks streaming extremely well. He's become like the top – showrunner in that field and so when when he said rob i want you to consider netflix i said no no no, i don't need to consider it it's done let's do let's do netflix because i believe there's two i'm gonna go back and you're gonna go rob's really obsessed with his kids <laughs> they're teenagers they are trendsetters you you watch what they do yeah they are always on their devices it yeah, kills sure. me that they watch movies on iphones but i've given over like that's their generation yeah and ipads i mean they're always in there consuming in the and it's Netflix. Netflix is everything to them. Uh, the Marvel shows, Stranger Things. So I could not. I, I was like, once Netflix entered the picture, I'm going to tell you right now, there was no way I was not 
landing on Netflix. Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, everyone's eager for shared universes now. Yes. Netflix is ripe to have something like that yes. on their platform. I, I, so. I, I, I believe that the Disney-Fox deal helped um, yeah. help them go, maybe we should have more. I mean, I th- I th- it was a really right time, right place, right people together. Um, the, the film division over there, because, they, again, these aren't TV series. These are each uh, we have five a five movie deal yeah. to escalate our universe and build it over Netflix. And I'm gonna tell you, man, I love what they're doing in film. It's uh, gonna be the first one out of the gate, there. You think? When that's decided, we may be wrestling over that. And okay. I, again, I, I've, I've, I, I have uh, a good amount of say, but I defer to Akiva's um, mm-hmm. wisdom and his 30 years in this business. People forget also Akiva did Fringe. Mm-hmm. Um, also directed a lot of those fringe episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's a genre guy. That's what he does. And and I couldn't be thrilled to be in, more thrilled to be in business with him. And also, like I said, Netflix. And it may have been your magazine, Variety, that I I just laughed because I say it at my house all the time. But it's better when Variety says it, and I can show my kids. <laughs> said uh, why Marvel and Netflix are the future uh, the, are the two biggest brands in entertainment. I'm like, and I'm in both. Yes, like family. <laughs> that might have been something I wrote because some of the Russos was saying Joe Russo was talking about Marvel and Netflix changing storytelling. Okay, well, so the you're the guy. You're you the guy, and <laughs> I'm like, I'm living this, and it's exciting. And uh, I Netflix was uh, that was that that because again, it's the future to me. There's, yeah. they've only just started to find their way, and yeah. uh, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. Well, let me just wrap up by, uh, you know, last year was 25th anniversary of Image. Yeah. Was it last year? It was. Yeah. And I was I was telling you earlier, I was a big Image guy. I collected every first issue that first year and a half, two years. I've got Trencher. I've got Tribe. I've got Union. It. I've got Profit. I've got, I love I've it. got all of it. Uh, just any brief thoughts on, I mean, I'm sure you were asked about this plenty last year, but uh, just in, in, in the limelight, the, the wake of, of the, the Image comics kind of lightning bolt that it was. And could, ongoing. Could, could not be prouder of Image Comics. Could not be prouder of what we accomplished. I can't tell you how many people uh, stopped me in the last six months and tell me they saw the episode on AMC that Robert Kirkman produced uh, about the formation of Image Comics. Uh, I think it was, you know, you're talking about s- seven guys who decided they weren't going to s- rest on their laurels. You understand, I had just sold five million copies of X-Force. Jim Lee had sold eight million copies of X-Men. That came, we were living on the top of the charts we were getting the biggest paychecks in the business. And back then, that's a lot of royalties. Five, mm-hmm. Royalties on 5 million issues is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And to say, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to become uncomfortable. I'm going to go against uh, the two big publishers because we're going to be seen as hostile, which we were. Mm-hmm. And shaking up the industry was the funnest, most fun I ever had in my life. We, <laughs> we were dumb, young, stupid, but we had talent. And we had a voice, and we knew exactly, like, we knew our audience. We yeah. knew our audience really well, and our audience carried us. And we had to find, you know, suddenly I'm running a company, and Jim's running a company, and Todd's running a company. And, you know, at the, at the peak of Extreme Studios, I had 66 employees, uh, three shifts for the color department. But and, and the great thing is nobody ever wanted to go home because it was a giant clubhouse. Um, yeah. And uh, But we made some really great stories. Again, the, the, the content... Uh, the Cain and Abel that are in Bloodstrike and Brigade with the two Stone brothers, Cabot Stone and John Stone, uh, that's explored. That's that's a big piece of the of of the 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 movies that that you have a Cain and Abel in comics that it's it's something that you don't find that no other universe has this this dynamic. Two brothers with these giant, you know, 
weapons at their disposal, these yeah. the two different departments that can go to war and wage war with each other, and why do they hate each other, and why aren't they friends, and all that stuff. But Image Comics, you got Saga, you got Walking Dead, you got you know you don't know what's coming out next. Paper I've got, Girls, uh, Paper Girls, Great Paper book. Girls, which I got it. Brian Vaughn, I love you. I I prefer Paper Girls. I love Saga. That's how good Paper Girls is. Yeah, I think it's, it's so good. It's well, um, I think it's what all these other. I won't name names, but some of these nostalgia plays, I think, want to be. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Don't say it. So anyway, (laughs) the uh, the thing is, it's a great place still for creators to uh, expand. And uh, whether it's Rick Remender, uh, who's doing his thing with with the Russos, Mm -hmm. uh, Deadly Class, or uh, you got uh, Donnie Cates, who blowing up at Marvel right now, but he blew Mm -hmm. up an image first Mm -hmm. with with, uh, God Country. And uh, I forget his vampire book, but it's great. Uh, There's he, stuff like Chew that I've heard is in that some people yeah. are interested in making. You know, and, you know, whatever image property makes it to the screen first is going to be significant. Uh, obviously, Walking Dead beat everybody, yeah. but you know, maybe it's Spawn. Spawn. Maybe, maybe ago, it's but... maybe it's Young in the New World. That version. Again, that, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's a different that's, world. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a different world. Um, I really count like I count X Men singers X Men first movie as the beginning of the new age. Then yeah. I then Iron Man two thousand eight is the beginning of the current age, mm-hmm. and, and maybe Infinity Wars closing it up, or maybe Deadpool two is opening up the new chapter. You know, I mean, and there's an opportunity there with the image stuff to have a shared. I mean, obviously you guys had your fiefdoms, but right. like you know to have a shared sure. thing with those those OGs. Yeah, you know? we'll we'll see how the entertainment attorneys. <laughs> they don't always. Hey, me and no, that's not how it works. You mean we can't do the crossover because we took a handshake deal? No. Um, no, I just think Image Image Comics, you know, the thing is, uh, I looked at the market share came out the other day. Image Comics is as strong as it's been in the last year. Uh, it's got 10% of the market, uh, number three, uh, behind behind Marvel and DC, yeah. which they've had a lot of competition over the last 15 years. For IDW, sure. boom, everybody's throwing everything they can to try and get yeah. that. And, and I think Image, Dark Horse. in the independence, yeah. if you put boom, and this is not a slight to these guys. They're all doing hard work and they're doing good books. But IDW, Boom, Dark Horse, and maybe Dynamite combined aren't the 10% of image. So right. image is easy to overlook. Thank you for bringing it up. Uh, the image of the 90s, I meet those kids those kids who are now adults with their, with their, their children who yeah. are passing their love on. And trust me, I get tons of questions about Youngblood and Profit because they also – because it's now the culture. Yeah. If it's not on screen – I can't. No, being on screen is the ultimate trophy. They want to see what yeah. they loved. I hate to say validated, but I think that's how they look at it. Yeah. Um, and uh, look, man, the great thing is, I, I both Youngblood and Profit are heavily pursued at this moment. Um, and I'm taking my time sorting that out. I've learned from Marvel, go slow. Yeah. Uh, don't don't rush into something. Uh, just same thing. Netflix, almost a two year, you know, deal to. Uh, idea to to deal uh, you, you gotta have patience uh, uh, as the world changes but and we live in this marvel dominated film world you yeah. know so so other outlets are important netflix is like the image comics that's just hit me yeah. they're, they're yeah. like the image comics of entertainment doing their own thing yeah well on that note i'm gonna have rob sign my copy of young blood number one everyone yes. should check out uh deadpool 2 it opens may 18th and uh, they're gonna love it just want to thank you again man for coming on my show this was really cool this is great thanks for having me man <laughs> thanks good talking to you